0: <laughs> Following a transcribe. On the top of the lower state theater building, the oh, oh, tremendous
1: evaluation <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Tales of Intrigue, Adventure, and the Mysterious Occult that will stir your imagination and make your very blood run cold. This is Dark Adventure Radio Theatre featuring your host, Lester Mayhew. Today's episode... The Black Stone, a tale of spectral horrors by Robert E. Howard.
3: In the wake of the war to end all wars, young Charlie Tower drowns his sorrows and numbs his pain with the countless licentious pleasures of Berlin. The acquisition of a strange book leads him to a monolith in the remote mountains of Hungary, shrouded in ancient curses. Is the fabled Black Stone a creation of superstitious peasants, or is it a nexus for hideous gods of the ancient world to set foot into ours? But first, a word from our sponsor. Some women just have it. You know what I mean. That twinkle in their eye that says... I can provide you with an experience you'll never forget. Such women are the prize of doting husbands, the goal of handsome suitors, and the envy of spinsters everywhere. But how do they set themselves apart from the common and everyday? What gives them the edge over other women, conventional women? The answer is simple, my friends. Bon voyage salad dressing! Never before has the home cook had access to a salad dressing created by master French chefs. No other brand can match its panache, savoir-faire, and je ne sais quoi. Seize control of your home and table with a bottle of Bon Voyage, the salad
2: sensation no man can resist. Bon Voyage, set sail for your glamorous adventure in salad. And now, Dark
3: Adventure Radio Theater presents... The Black Stone. It is the summer of 1919. The war has been over for months, but in Europe, casualties still abound. The maimed, the mad, and the otherwise broken seek solace wherever it can be found. And no city in Europe can anesthetize pain like Berlin. Its notorious nightlife offers an intoxicating balm to a world traumatized by war and no refuge in the city is more decadent and depraved than the Heaven and Hell Club. In the wings behind the cabaret stage, the mysterious Hungarian Kazimir Bartók approaches one of the artists.
4: Felix, ja? Yeah? sprechen Sie Ungarisch? Nein, mein Herr. Uh, English, then, I hope. Yeah, I can speak English. <laughs> Excellent. Your act tonight, you will recite poetry, yes? I would like to hear a very specific poem. I don't take requests, I recite my own poems. Ah, yes, <laughs> and a great poet you are. Great enough to read the work of another, surely. Why should I? You live in Helmstedterstrasse, yeah? Number 23C. Yeah. But how do you. Knowing things is my business. You have a lovely flat. Such a shame if something uh, unfortunate were to happen there. You threaten me. No, no. But these are (laughs) uncertain times, are they not? No, I wish only to help you, my friend. I will gladly pay to hear the poem of my choosing. Pay? Uh, Let us say, double your usual take for the night. Half now. Go ahead, take it. And after, you collect the other half and go safely to your lovely home and your lovely wife, Lena. For her sake. <laughs> How can you say no? garish as a swine. I say yes. Excellent. Here is poem you can look at. People of the Monolith? Yes, just so. Now you see this young man, tall and dark, at the front table of hell with my beautiful lady friend? Yeah. A professional friend. <laughs> yes. It is most important that he should hear this poem. Tonight he is your audience. He looks American. Who is he? Mm, no, He is nobody yet. But he has potential. His name is Tower. Charlie Tower. And who are you? Your benefactor. Go now and prepare. What is German good luck saying? <laughs> Hals und Heinbrück? <laughs> Break your leg and neck.
2: <laughs> Meine Damen und Herren, eine
1: Runde Applaus for the Imp of the pervert.
5: Charlie,
6: no? Yeah, 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 it's it's all right, I guess. yeah ah, You slapped one naked ass, you slapped them all. I could go for something fresher, Lulu. Something more. Um... Who's
7: Lulu? I'm bushy. Uh, yeah,
6: well, she was last night.
7: Oh, that's funny, Charlie. You should learn from the show. Yeah, right.
6: Now, who's that girl on the violin? She's the most interesting thing on that
7: stage. Oh, Marlena? Yes, she's wonderful. One day she'll be a star. I know it. She's
6: Quite a looker. Hey, 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 call her over. I'll buy her a drink.
7: Oh, she's too young for you.
6: Hey, you violin girl. What's her name?
7: Marlena Dietrich.
6: Marlena. It's Marlena. You're my kindness (laughs) adapt. Ow, relax, pal. Have a drink on me. Hey, uh, Fritz, get get this man a drink. Marlena. Und jetzt, direkt aus dem Chanoir in Paris, Cate Kühl singt.
8: (laughs)
9: <laughs> you wanted to buy me a drink.
6: <laughs> yeah, darling. Pull up a chair. Have some schnapps with me.
9: <sighs> I don't drink schnapps, and you're not really my type.
6: No? What do you drink?
9: I drink champagne. Only
6: champagne. <laughs> I bet you do. Hey, uh, Fritz! Ja, mein Herr? Uh, Fritz, w- w- bring over a bottle of champagne.
9: His name is Jörg, you know. I've been telling him that all night. You might get a better response if you could ask in the right language.
6: Yeah? How do I do that?
9: Jörg, Liebling, bring uns bitte eine flasche excellenten Champagner.
6: Aber gerne, Fräulein Dietrich. Bringen Sie zur excellenten Champagner. You're terrible. Well, let me order a few more. I'll get the hang of it before sunrise.
9: <laughs> <laughs> well, aren't you Mr. Good Time, Charlie? Ah,
6: that's me. Now, I gotta tell you, Toots, you are lost up there playing the violin. You've got it. A face like yours? I'm telling you, you should be in pictures. Pictures?
9: I'm still in school. School?
6: Forget about school. I got friends out in Hollywood. They... Is he
9: always like this? <laughs> so far. What's your name, Liebling? Ushi.
2: And here you are, Herr Tower. Marlene? Ah! Uh, Fritz Jörg! Jörg!
6: Just in the nick of time. Some fool, mein Herr, Auntie die he, Damen. Oh, that is good. Excellenten.
9: <laughs> Don't hold your glass like a peasant. You should touch only the stem. Like this, you see. This way your hand doesn't warm up the champagne.
6: Oh, got it. Hmm, yeah, I could get used to this stuff.
9: <laughs>
6: now, uh, what's she on about?
9: <laughs> the song is, um... Uh, how would you say it? Chuck out the men. <laughs>
6: <laughs> How's that?
9: The song says men just fight and ruin the world. <laughs>
6: yeah, well, I won't argue that.
9: Any good men do, women can do it better.
6: <laughs> yeah, well now, how about this?
10: Hmm... Mm.
9: Mm. Not too bad. But Ushi, darling, mm. let's show him, shall we? <laughs> Come here to me.
10: Mm. Mm.
6: Mm. Mm. Uh, yeah, I, I, I guess.
9: <laughs> Poor Mr. Good Time, Charlie.
6: <laughs> hey, uh, you know, there's something wrong with this glass. It's empty. Garcon! Hey! Fritz, uh, 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 I mean, you.
2: are Ja, 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 ja. Ja, Herr Tower? Bring uns uh, Champagners. Uh, uh, more. A moment. First, I must introduce our next act.
9: Dein
0: Freund ist ein Arschloch. Du
9: kannst mich mal gern haben. Und nun, meine lieben verdammten Bewohner der Hölle, dürfen wir unseren eigenen Dämon der Poesie präsentieren: den unschlagbaren Felix! you will like this next act, Charlie. Listen, it's poetry. Poetry? Felix is very good.
1: People of the Monolith by Justin Jeffery. There came to me a man one summer night. when all the world lay silent in the stars, and moonlight crossed my room with ghostly bars. He whispered hints of weird, unhallowed sight. I followed. Then in waves of spectral light mounted the shimmery ladders of my soul, where moon-pale spiders huge as dragons stole, great forms like moths with wings of wispy white. Around the world the sighing of the loon shook misty lakes beneath the false dawn's gleams. Rose-tinted shone the skyline's minaret. I rose in fear and then with blood and sweat beat out the iron fabrics of my dreams and shaped of them a web to snare the moon. Against this blood-red moon a tower stands, an everlasting silence haunts the place. It was not reared by any human hands, the silent symbol of a shadowy race. There, long ago, I stole through ancient night. My footsteps woke strange echoes through the hour. Strange spectres walked with me through mazy light. I left my soul, a ghost to haunt the tower. They say foul things of old times still lurk in dark, forgotten corners of the world. And gates still gape to loose On certain nights Shapes pent in hell Dante said, I hope you enjoyed
6: Well, you were right, Marlena I don't know creepy as hell It was like he was talking right to me
9: And here we are in the hell club And you are a tower Just like in the poem Yeah,
6: yeah, I, I, I get it Good poem.
9: And very unusual for him.
6: Hey, nice poem, Felix. Yeah, yeah, Danke.
9: <laughs> he went mad, you know. Who? This guy? No, <laughs> oh, the poet Justin okay. Jeffrey. Well,
6: figures. <laughs> Everybody else around here is crazy. <laughs> he was an
9: American too. <laughs> he died in a madhouse a few years. Hast du gesagt,
6: ich wäre What's that, pal? You call me crazy? <laughs> oh, relax. Have another. You like poem? What? Yeah, as a matter of fact, I thought it was great. Then you are crazy. That is crazy, poem.
1: Hey! I didn't write
9: it.
6: Oh, here we go. You want to take a swing at me? Show me what you got. American idiot.
9: Also, the men are. my leg.
1: Oh. Oh. You broke it.
3: Just a few hours later, Charlie found himself alone, nursing a hangover and a shiner over coffee at a cafe in Auguste, Victoria Platz.
4: The dog has buried his boat. What? Can it be Charlie? My old friend, Charlie Tower?
6: Uh, sorry, but. Uh... It
4: is I, Casimir Bartok. You'll remember
6: from Istanbul. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, How could I forget my favorite Hungarian spy? Uh... The dog has buried his bone. Yeah. <laughs> you
4: and your crazy codes from the war. I haven't heard those in a while. Uh, here, have a seat. <laughs> Such a surprise, you, here in Berlin of all places. I thought after what happened you'd hurry home to New York. I wasn't quite ready to head back stateside just yet. Ah, it is true, your father. Yeah, it's true. Old man kicked the bucket. I'm sorry. Very difficult, what with his business empire and all. (laughs) I trust all such matters are in hand. Yeah, it's complicated. There's (laughs) lawyers. Other people can handle it. I'm tired. Pardon my observing, my old friend, but you are not looking so... uh, How do you say? Big-eyed and (laughs) (laughs) bushy-tailed. Yeah. More like black-eyed and draggle-tailed.
6: (laughs) I never realized champagne had such a kick wound up the night trading punches
4: with some crazy crowd at a club. Over a poem. (laughs) Would you believe that? Oh, that must have been some poem. (laughs) What was it? Oh, it was... I I didn't really
6: catch the title. Some weird thing about a monolith. Hmm. I never
4: heard of such poem. Do you recall
6: any of the lines? Oh, I've got it right here. (laughs) I bought it off the poet after he broke his leg last night. Ah... They say foul things of old times still lurk in dark forgotten corners of the world. And gates still gape to loose on certain nights.
4: Shapes pent in hell. Ah, Yes. Most striking. Yeah. You should write, Charlie. Get it out of your system. (laughs) Me? (laughs) No poet. (laughs) But, But stories... With the life you've lived and all this new free time, you could write tales of intrigue, adventure, occult mystery. Be the next Hans Heinz Uvers.
6: (laughs) Yeah, I don't know, Casimir. That sounds like a lot of work. Besides, that's all mumbo-jumbo kid stuff. Who in America is going to publish a bunch of weird tales?
4: Mumbo-jumbo? You and I both know it is not. Yes, still. Come. You want to see who will publish? I will show you. You remember the bookseller at the bazaar in Istanbul? Oh,
6: how could I forget him, with the one eye and the uh, forbidden... Uh... <laughs> exactly.
4: Well, I have found one like him here. His shop is most interesting. I take you there.
6: Ah, thanks, Casimir. But I come.
4: I... <laughs> you will like it. The best cure for hangover. <laughs>
3: Casimir led Charlie through the streets of the Kurfürstendam to a small dark shop where cryptic books were packed onto shelves and stacked from
4: floor to ceiling. Willkommen, Herr Bartok. freut Freude wieder zu sehen. Uh, Herr Frenzel, pleased to meet my American friend, Charlie. Guten Morgen, meine Herr. Yeah, uh, hello. I wanted to show Charlie the latest issue of Der Orchideengarten. You have it, I trust? Oh, of course, <laughs> It is here.
6: Now, what's this now?
4: The Garden of Orchids, a new magazine of the fantastical and macabre, is publishing since January. Well, artwork certainly is fantastic. These are some big names. You see? (laughs) Do look
5: around. I have much to offer of men of taste.
6: Many old
5: and rare.
6: (laughs) Yeah, this place is pretty great. I had a professor back at Miskatonic. He would have loved... Say, what's that book? Back behind the counter. What? Which one? This? No, no, no. no. That one there. with uh, the, the black one with the rusty hasps. Das Schwarzer Buch. Yeah. What is it? Of all the rarities I have,
5: this is the most rare. Von un Kulten von Jonst. That would be uh, nameless cults in the English, yes? Or perhaps uh, unspeakable cults. Many just call it The Black Book. This is the original edition published in Dusseldorf in 1839. There are perhaps six copies left in the world. Well, why so rare? Uh, that That's only like 80 years old. The first printing was small, and when von Jönst died in... How do you see? Seltsam um, und Gruselig. Strange. Grisly. Yes, In this way, men who owned this book would burn them to avoid the same fate. Strange and grisly, huh? How did he die? It is said he was found in a locked
4: room with the marks of corin at his throat. Talons, maybe claws. You must be a brave man, Herr Frenzel, to possess such a thing. (laughs) Many are afraid
5: to buy... For them, there is Pirate English edition. The Bridewall edition, no? Yeah. Of 185 and 40, a poor translation. And later, the Golden Goblin edition, New York, 19 and 9. But it is expurgated. Useless.
4: A pale imitation of this original. Yeah, you don't say. Only this original contains the true key to ancient mysteries. It would be the greatest prize for any collector, if he was not afraid. Yeah,
6: well, I'm, I'm sure you guys are right, but it'd be wasted on me. I, I can barely order a drink in German. I certainly couldn't read a book like this. You are young, and to learn German is not such a... Uh, I don't know. If only I had a friend... Who could read it
4: for me? Who, me? Oh, Charlie, uh, this is most dangerous. The contents of this book have driven men to madness. To read this book would be to risk my very soul. But okay. For you, my good friend, I will do it. I will read this book and tell you what it says.
6: Yeah, yeah I thought you might... <laughs> 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 you haven't changed, Casimir. I should know better than to trust a spy. How much you want for it? Mark. <laughs> now that's unspeakable. I'm sorry,
5: mein Herr, but the inflation. The mark buys less every day.
6: Well, how much is that? In real money. No, no, write it down.
5: Wow, that's uh, not cheap. It is impossibly rare, mein Herr.
4: Ein Kornstück der Occulten. Six copies in the world, Charlie. I'd have to wire the lawyers. Surely be the most remarkable item in your collection. That's true, but uh, still... And I know a woman,
5: a French family living in Vienna. She has unique connections to von Jönst. She knows many secrets by the book.
4: And I will introduce you. Really? Well,
6: that is intriguing.
4: Yes, Charlie. Well, oh, you've licked your war wounds long enough. Let us go to Vienna.
6: All right. what the hell? <laughs> Lawyers be damned. <laughs> I think this will be fun.
3: <laughs> After a week of making arrangements. Charlie and Casimir boarded a Prussian state railway train and traveled into Cislethania to arrive in the capital of the newly formed Republic of German Austria. There, they made their way
6: to a palatial Art Nouveau residence.
4: Wow! Nice joint! Yeah, the Schloss of the family Venevere.
6: You gonna ring the bell?
4: Yes, I will ring it. <laughs> Well, Charlie, here, I'll do
6: it. What's wrong with you? She is expecting us, right? The friends will send her a letter or something, didn't
4: he? Uh, not. Guten Abend. Sie wünschen? Hello. Wir möchten Fräulein...
11: So, wer ist da? Ihr wart an jemanden. No. Kasimir Bartok? Hello,
4: Claudine. <laughs>
11: Do you remember the last time I saw you?
4: How could I forget? (laughs) Do you remember the last words I spoke?
11: Eh,
4: Something about my
11: head and... If um, ever I have the misfortune of laying eyes upon your face again, I want to look upon your severed head rodding atop a bike.
4: Yes, now you mention, (laughs) I recall. Claudine, may I introduce my young friend, Charlie Tower, eh, from America... How do
6: you
11: do? What do you want, Casimir? Charlie has it, Claudine. That's Frau Mildur to you. Has
4: what? The book. Von Junst, First edition.
11: With you?
6: Uh, yes.
11: Come in, then. I'll the rent. Yes, you too.
6: I'm sorry I feel like I'm stepping in on some unfinished
11: oh no it's very finished Widow take the gentleman's court leave the valise is it there Uh, it is bring it follow me to the drawing room
3: you too she led them through the massive mansion to a handsomely appointed drawing room
11: be seated Guido will bring you coffee. Well?
4: Shy? Oh, yes, sure. This book is very hard to find. Yeah, so I'm told.
6: So you are... Uh... Ah.
11: Casimir has not told you. You and your secrets, Casimir. My great uncle was Alexi Ledot. The close personal friend and collaborator of Friedrich Wilhelm von Junst. Really? His father was executed during the reign of terror. And he was born here in Vienna after his mother fled from the revolution in France.
6: So, uh, how did he come to meet von Junst?
11: Paris. In 1825. They both attended a lecture on Farfadets by Dutim. Uh,
4: Sorry, but... uh, Alexis Vincent-Charles Berbiguier du Ternouf Dutim, a a French mystic who believed he was plagued by imps, uh, goblins and the
11: like. Von Junst was conducting occult research and my uncle became enthralled by it. It was he who made Von Juntz's work possible. How so? Von Juntz had isolated himself at his family estate in Miltenburg and was driving himself to distraction writing his book. Alexei visited him and persuaded him to let a doctor call upon him. If not for my uncle, von Juntz would certainly have gone mad before ever finishing. Alexei became his... helpmeet, his... lieutenant. They lived together for years. What
4: secrets he must have known.
11: Not perhaps the ones you imagine, Herr Bartok. Von Juntz never permitted my uncle to read the manuscript. Why? Why not? To protect him. From what? From the very cults that von Juntz was exposing. Von Juntz one night cast the whole thing into the fire in despair, and it was Alexei who saved it from destruction. Von Juntz relented and continued the work, but became ever more cryptic and obscure.
4: There is a rumor, Claudine. May I call you Claudine? You may not. I see. <laughs> There is a rumor, Fräulein Lado, that when your uncle found the dead body of von Juntz, he found also the torn fragments of a new manuscript he had been working on. They say your uncle pieced these fragments together, read them, burned them, and then, forgive me, slit his own throat.
11: That is not exactly what happened, Herr Bartok.
6: So what did happen?
11: Some fragments were destroyed, but most survived. Occult heirlooms of the Lado family. I have them in my possession.
6: them? Are they here in this house? Do we see them?
11: Do you know, in all my life, I have never held a copy of the black book. Really? My uncle himself possessed no copy, and I have been reluctant to seek one out. And today it has walked into my home in the presence of Casimir Bartok.
4: (laughs) Please, Claudine. Fraulein Ledot, I implore you. I did not wish to speak of this, but my father... Enough! I don't
6: really know the story with you two, but I'm sorry because I'm sure Casimir did something terrible. He's like that, but... If, if we can let you examine the von Junst, perhaps you could let us examine your uncle's manuscripts. We all come out ahead.
11: I should do favors for this man?
6: Perhaps you could do the favor for me?
11: I am not long for this world, Mr. Dower. This I will do for myself.
3: Charlie and Casimir spent several days with Fraulein Ledeau the three of them working together to correlate the contents of the black book and von Junz's final unpublished manuscript. Look here.
4: Again he writes of the black stone in Hungary.
11: But this is not the same black stone of the Muslims in Mecca?
4: <laughs> not at all. No, this is a, uh, how would you say, an
6: obelisk. Uh, well, in this book, Dossmann calls it a monolith. He says it was just a remnant of the Hunnish invasion, erected to commemorate the victory of Attila over the Goths.
4: <laughs> Poppy clocks. it is symbol of some order or being lost and forgotten centuries ago.
11: Yes, von Junt's degrees, Casimir. He says that to attribute the origin of this black stone to the Huns is like assuming that Willem the Conqueror reared Stonehenge. It is vastly older than that. He says it is
4: one of the keys to outer doors is most important. Oh, no, ho- hold, hold on. I have it
6: here. Yeah, uh, he, he says he couldn't make out the characters on the stone, but he was sure
4: they're mongoloid. Sounds like he saw it in person. Magyar folklore says that if a man sleeps near the monolith, he will have monstrous nightmares forever. I heard other men who ventured to see the stone on midsummer night. He paid a dear price. If Dossman
6: actually saw it, and if your guy saw it... It must be a real place, not just some legend. If only we knew where... the
11: manuscript, Herbonyun says here it is near a town called Stregowitzivar.
4: Stregowitzivar? A strange and ominous name. How so? It's half Hungarian, but half Romanian. It would mean castle or town of witches. Perfect. Oh, uh,
6: okay, that's... Look, Casimir, you know me. I'm a pretty practical guy. I've never gone in for... Folklore or the scribblings of...
11: Madmen, Herr Dau? My uncle's reputation brought shame to no, us.
6: I, I, I don't think your uncle was... Uh, I'm just starting to think that he and von Junst were really on to something. Your man just... No, wait a minute. What is it, Charlie? That poem from Berlin. Poem? Yes, People of the Monolith. Uh, Justin Jeffrey wrote it after traveling in Hungary. Here, here, listen to this. A tower, not reared by any human hands... The silent symbol of a shadowy race. Could it be the Black Stone? Of course. And if he saw it, we could go see it.
11: You want to go to the witch town?
4: Yes. And you're coming with me. Oh, Charlie. Hungary is dangerous for traveling. It's now full of revolting communists. There is daily bloodshed in the streets. I'm not afraid. And Anyway, you started this, Casimir. If this is truly your wish, Charlie...
6: I will go with you. Thank you, Fraulein Lodo. If you wanted to, you
11: no, my dear. I have seen enough here today. My great uncle Alexei did not cut his own throat because he was afraid or insane. He did it because he was, oh, everful. devoted to one youngster and could not live without him. Love leads us to do strange things, Casimir.
10: Fraulein Ledeau. No.
11: Senari go. Find this black stone. For me, now I can rest and close this book once and forever. I'll be the same to you, Herr Dauer. And bon chance. And you, Herr Potter? Claudine? Guido will show you out. Adieu.
3: The mysterious Srego Itzivar was not to be found on any travel guide or tourist map, but Casimir's contacts from the war directed them to within striking distance of the town. He and Charlie boarded a rickety train heading east from Vienna.
4: We are nearly at Timisoara. I'm glad we are making it before the sun has gone down. (laughs) Why? They have a vampire problem? (laughs) Don't be ridiculous. Timisoara, uh, and that's still in Romania? Yes. Hungary? What's that?
7: Hungary!
4: (laughs) It was Hungary. It is Romania now.
7: It was Romania until last week. Now it is again Hungary.
4: Hm. My map says it's in Serbia. Uh (laughs) <laughs> oh, no, no. Serbia.
7: It has not been Serbia for months
4: Everything is changing, Charlie After revolution last year, the new prime minister proclaimed the first Hungarian people's republic and deposed the king
6: Wait, which king?
4: Charles IV In Hungarian, we call him Karoy And he was the king of Hungary? What? No. Well, he was king of Hungary, yes, but also was emperor of Austria, king of Croatia, and king of Bohemia. His uncle was Archduke Franz Ferdinand.
7: You do know who that is, right?
4: Yeah, the one whose assassination
6: started the war. Who are you?
7: Antanasia.
6: Oh, hi. This hmm. is
7: Casimir. <laughs> My name's Charlie. Yeah, Of course it is. After Austria Hungary lose war, your president Wilson disarmed Hungarian army.
4: Then all hell breaks loose. Romania invaded Transylvania, Banat, Krishna, and Maremures.
7: And Bukovina.
4: Uh, yes. Then Slovaks invaded Felvidik. Mm. And the Serbs and the French, together, they invade Vojvodina. Uh, wait, the Serbs? No, no, you are right. <laughs> no more Serbia. Technically, now Bosnia and Herzegovina. Croatia, Slavonia, Medjimurje, Dalmatia, Slovenia, Shirmia, uh, parts of Bacbodrog, Barania, Toronto, and Temes counties are part of the new kingdom of Serbs, Croats, and Slovenes.
7: Do not forget that Montenegro, Kosovo, and Vadar Macedonia joined Serbia last year.
4: So it's a new country now? (laughs) Yes. Like New Republic of Czechoslovakia. And all these places were in Hungary two years Uh, ago? Technically Austria-Hungary, but yes. But now, the communists come from the east. A new Hungarian government could fall any day. By the time we get there, everyone may speak Russian. (laughs) Who can know? Holy hell. So, Antanasia, you know this place?
7: Do you not? Listen! This place is not a place. It is between places. Anything can happen here.
6: What happened to you? I see your arms in the sling.
7: I have lost my hand from bomb. They have sent me home. Who? The Liberation Front. We are fighting the Communists, Soviet bastards.
6: Like I told you. Dangerous. I... I fought in the war
7: You want medal? Here everyone fought in war. Here the war is finally over and what do we have? New war!
6: Are you getting off
4: in Timisoara?
7: Timisoara.
4: And where's that?
7: Idiot.
4: What? It's the same place. Timisoara is Romanian. Now it's in Hungary. Hungarian name is Timisoara.
7: He's
4: here.
7: I go. Charlie, here. Give
4: to me the book. You grab the bags. Come on, Casimir.
6: Looks like there's a border check.
4: Papir. Leon on Oh. Uh,
8: harti uh, Varu. Papir, bitte.
6: Mi Amrikai, Amrikay? Utazash Sorry, I, I don't, um... Hey, hey, Kazimir, I could use a little help here. Kazimir. Uh, uh, that's my friend. He, he speaks
4: everything. You think? Ura, Ishmeria Szembat. Me? You? Show him him latam, you... I'm going to go the house. <coughs> I'm going to go are you <coughs> Just stop fooling around. <coughs> you <coughs> you <coughs> know Kas- me. Silence. I'm
6: going to go Casimir, where are you going? You, you can't leave me with the cat. He's sleeping. What? Casimir. No, I, I know him. He, he's my... Oh, uh, wait, she knows me. Uh, the, the girl with the sling. We talked with her. Who is the son? Who is
7: the Nem tudok shemit. wait!
8: You will come with me.
3: Casimir, you son of a... Charlie was taken to police headquarters, and after a long night in a cell, he was interrogated by Captain Kovac Salt.
8: Charles Harrison Tower. <laughs> Quite the international man of action. Citizen of the United States, huh? Training in the French Foreign Legion, served with British intelligence in the Dardanelles. Is that is that in Flanders, Uh, Turkey, sir, Gallipoli, Mm. fighting with the Turks against them, Captain. Ah, fighting against our allies, (laughs) and and you'd have me believe that you traveled here with two people who claim not to know you in order to see what did you say, a magic rock, Uh, a
6: monolith, sir. And I've known the man for years. I'd only just met the woman on the train. Why would they claim not to know you? (laughs) I plan to find that
8: out. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And this woman, she was a communist? She claimed to have lost her hand fighting against the communists. Hmm. Such friends. Who will vouch for you? Charlie Tower? Are you married? Uh, No, sir. And your parents? Your siblings? No. uh, My sister Imogen died years ago. My father died recently. And your government, your president, Woodrow Wilson, would he vouch for you, Charlie Tower? Did the great Satan send you? He did not, sir. So no one knows you are here. What am I to do with you, I wonder? A soldier, a spy in the middle of a war zone. No one would raise an eyebrow if they found you in a ditch with a bullet in your head.
6: less paperwork for me. You, you know, if you got to know me, You'd find I'm really not such a bad guy. <laughs> you Americans.
8: You never think you are the bad guy. Look, I... Shut your mouth. Have you the slightest idea what your people have done to mine? And now you think you can dictate terms? The Great War may be over, but the peace has not yet begun. Why should I... <laughs>
6: Uh, are you gonna get that,
8: Kovac, Kapitan? Igen. Most Holga Tomki. A tortinatet nem. Igen uram. Most? Értem. Igen uram. You're free to go, Mr. Tower. Just like that. Just like that. Your papers. No... bullet. No ditch. Not today.
6: Thank you, Captain.
8: You know, Tower, if your story is true of your treacherous friends and your magical book and your black stone, I think you will find a prison cell or even that ditch might be preferable to what you are looking for.
3: Heaving a sigh of relief, Charlie left the jail and returned to where he'd last seen Casimir, the train station. He wandered through the crowd, until he saw the very woman he had met on the train, struggling to carry her luggage. Hey,
6: you!
7: Uh, uh, ugh, leave me alone.
6: Here, let me carry
3: that.
7: No, I, I can do... Oh,
6: come on. <clears throat> Why the hell did you sell me out yesterday?
7: It's best to stay out of others' business.
6: Yeah, well, that business about landed me in a ditch with a bullet in my head. You didn't by any chance see which way my friend went, did you?
7: Mm -hmm. He's gone far by now.
6: Yeah. (sighs) What are you still doing here? Changing plans. Well, can you tell me how I get to Strego (laughs) Itzavar? You? (laughs) What's so funny?
7: This is not New York City. This is Eastern Europe. We are at war. You don't know this place. You don't know language. You don't know anything. So the police didn't kill you. Someone else will.
6: I'll hire you. I'll pay you to help me. I am not that kind of woman. Hey, I'm not that kind of guy.
7: Ah, yes, you are.
6: Oh, okay, you're right. I stick out like a sore thumb here, but my so-called friend stole something from me. I need help, and no offense, you look like you could use a job. Mm-hmm. I'm Charlie, remember?
7: I remember.
6: You remind me of your name.
7: Antanasia I help you. You pay 100 corona each day. Ugh, this inflation.
6: I'll pay you double that. And I'll pay in Swiss francs. Deal? Uh,
7: the business is not funny. Yeah,
6: agreed. No funny business.
7: Hmm. This friend, he goes to Strego Isavar?
6: Yeah, I'm pretty sure of it.
7: Mm, this is no good way for go there. But I know man with a cart. We go tomorrow.
3: After a quiet night in a Hungarian or possibly Romanian inn, Charlie and Antanasia set out on a donkey cart with a poor teamster, Hudak Gula, riding in stoic silence.
6: This is a pretty valley.
7: The Americans. is battlefield. Place of suffering. Thousands died here. Recently? Oh, Don't be stupid. This was Battle of Shomval. Here the great Count Boris Vladinov fought armies of Suleiman the Magnificent. What's he saying? 1526 Year of Battle Look there. You see that hill? That is where Count's castle was. You can see some stones from it.
6: Is that smoke
0: out there?
7: Eh. Probably some gypsy camp in the ruins. He's always gypsies.
0: A bátor Boris gróf csontjai még mindig ott hevernek valahol. He says,
7: helyét. the bones of brave Count Boris still lay somewhere on the site of massacre.
0: Really? A csetepaté után, amelyben a gróf kis seregével visszavert a török the elővédet. Count. He beat back the, the Turks' vár, first attack. He napkalaga. stood by
7: these castle walls and gave orders to the men.
0: Egy szolgája. Neki egy a, híres török írnok és történét, a
7: soldier Bátor, brought him a small box taken from the body of the famous historian, Selim Bahadur, who died in fight.
0: Brof, egy kercse, de nem sokat olvasott.
7: The count Pérdelen took out a roll of paper and began to read.
0: blood pergumente drained
7: pergumente. from his face, a and he put paper back in box török and török hid it in cloak. Just then, Turkish cannons fired on the castle and the walls fell. His brave men were cut to pieces, and the bodies of the noblemen were not
0: recovered. In this place still rests all
7: that the centuries have left of Count Boris Vladinov.
6: Poor bastard. Had a hell of a time with Turks myself. Within an hour of leaving the
3: battlefield, the donkey cart rolled into a village apparently forgotten by time. The quaint houses and the quainter dress of the people revealed a community overlooked by the war. But villagers here did cast a quiet glance of suspicion
6: at the arriving foreigner. I guess they're not used to tourists around here.
7: No. For you, it is best not to go around and ask dumb questions. But Casimir is Hungarian. He may have friends here, family. With Big Mouth, you put us both in danger. This way, we go to inn.
3: It didn't take long for Charlie and his guide to secure rooms and strike up a conversation with the innkeeper, a genial man named Farkas.
12: (laughs) Almost. Say like me, Hose Palinkat. Hose (laughs) palinkan. He's close. (laughs) We drink. Eggis (laughs) Segeri. Eggis. Cheers. (laughs) And what brings you to our village?
7: I I will... He is for looking at uh, local sites.
12: Ah. Another American came here. It must be ten years now. He stayed a few days in the village. Odd young fellow. Uh, Queer acting. Mumbled to himself a poet i think uh, i think i know who you mean and he was a poet ah you know this poet man w- well no
6: his name was justin jeffrey he he wrote a poem about uh, a bit of
12: scenery near this village indeed then since all great poets are strange in their days he must have achieved great fame for was very strange well what fame he has came after his death
6: did So young. he died screaming in a madhouse
12: five years ago. Too bad. Poor lad. He looked too long at the Black Stone.
7: Hmm? Black Stone? Uh, Is nearer this place?
12: Nearer than decent folks might wish. Come, come. Look, there on the mountainside, beyond where you see the cliff is the cursed stone. Oh, that our poor village has such a burden. Once men tried to destroy the thing, but all who tried came to an evil end. So now the people just shun it. What is there so evil about it? Is H. Urdogdukvarvodulog.
7: It is a demon haunted thing. (laughs) Tell us more. (laughs) Volitasht Kerlik.
12: Is a boy? I knew a man from Budapest who laughed at our traditions, called us country yokels. He went to the stone one midsummer night and at dawn stumbled into our village, dumb and mad. Something had broken his brain and sealed his lips. Until the day he was taken, he spoke only. Oh,
7: terrible blasphemies and insane gibberish.
12: Here, let me pour you another. Thank you. My own nephew, Bartz, when very small, was lost in the mountains and slept in the woods near the stone. Now he is a man, tortured by foul dreams. Some nights he frightens the village with his screams and wakes up with sweats upon him. Could I talk with him? Is he here in the village? So eager? Yeah. Perhaps tomorrow you can meet him. It is not good to dwell on such things. Let us talk of something else.
7: Yes, Charlie, please, let uh, us. Very
12: well. Hos huh? uh,
10: <laughs>
3: <laughs> The next day, the two met the innkeeper's nephew as he took a break from the field he was
13: working Miután megláttam, azt a fekete követ rémálmaim vannak.
7: I have had nightmares ever since I saw this black stone.
13: Ask
6: him what he sees.
7: Mit,
13: Hatalmas örvénylő tüzeket, amelyek lángokat lövelnek, és egy fekete dobhangját hallom, amely soha nem szűnik meg. És egykor a kő nem a hegyoldalban volt, hanem mint tornyegy. Great whirling fire
7: shooting flames and the sound of a black drum that never stops. And... One time this stone, it was it was not on the mountainside, but was set like a spire on a great black castle. He says these weak dreams are very bad.
13: Why is that? Szent a
1: legerősebbek.
7: They are strongest at midsummer.
6: Ah, yes, that's in uh, what, uh, a day or two?
7: Na, enough. We should leave this poor man to his misery.
3: They returned to the village, and there met with Ugor, the village's sole schoolteacher.
1: Nephaled Ohazi, fellow de totes. Ah, come, you you sit in chair, America man. You maimed woman sit on old stool. Hmm? Now, you wish to know of the Black Stone. It would seem to be connected to this village, and
6: they say you know the history of the village better than... The people
1: of Stregor Itsivara are not descended from the people who lived in these lands. They're not? When Suleiman brought the Muslims here, they left no human being alive in village. Entire region, everyone, is slain.
7: Moorish bastards! no, no, no
1: not so, not so. The dead people, those from the before times, they were not good people. Turks, they see bad people, and so they kill them all. The people here now, they have come from the lower valleys in over hundreds of years after the Turks leave these lands. Um, uh, uh, Settlers, you'd say. What was wrong with the original people? Too much with themselves. Over many, many years, these people make families, uh, how you say, uh, with selves. Inbreeding.
7: Degenerate pigs. Yes,
1: yes, filthy pig people. These were pagan people. They would make attacks on Christian people in valleys below and steal girls and children to give to their old dark gods. They are witches. Ah, hence the name, Strego Itzavar. But this was not always the name. This is new name from new people. It is said old bad people called the village Huthan. That's weird.
7: I have not heard this. It is not a Hungarian name.
1: (laughs) Such is my point. These people, they lived here thousands of years before Magyars and Slavs and good peoples came. So, uh, the bad people, they're the ones who raised the black stone? Ah, no, no. (laughs) It is said the stone is so ancient it was there before bad witch people came. For them, it was like altar where they would kill the children stolen from the valleys. Sacrifices. It is so. It is said Hulthan people call through their strange god with wild rituals of killing. Monsters! Monsters indeed. (laughs) But these old stories, me, I I, I do not believe it. Terrible things may have happened there, things one must not speak of, but time devours all. Now this stone is but a link to a past long dead. Sure, sure.
6: Someone who did believe it might find the stone irresistible. Midsummer's day
3: arrived, and Charlie shared his suspicions with Antanasia.
7: Hmm. You are thinking this friend, Casimir, he will be there with your book.
6: If I know him as well as I think I do, he'll be there.
7: <laughs> and if you are wrong. Well,
6: I guess I'll see this Blackstone for myself and look for him elsewhere, but you don't have to come with me.
7: You think I am afraid? <laughs> Not at all. You're a very
6: brave. And... Because
7: I have no hand? I have no use? I am not afraid. I have charged enemy guns. I have go where men dare not. Fear is for the weak.
6: I, I have no doubt about your courage or your ability, Antanasia. I've never known a woman like you. But I can do this alone.
7: <laughs> I am not so sure.
6: You're my translator. I don't expect there'll be anything to translate. I- I'll look for Casimir and get my book back. I won't be fighting a war up there.
7: War is one kind of evil, Charlie. But this evil... It is something else.
3: Charlie and Antanasia hiked out of the village. A few hours' tramp up the tree-covered slopes brought them to the face of the rugged, solid stone cliff, which jutted boldly from the mountainside. A narrow trail wound up it, and mounting this, they looked out over the peaceful valley of Strego The summit of the cliffs proved to be a sort of thickly wooded plateau, They made their way through the dense growth for a short distance and came into a wide glade. In the center of the glade, a shining black monolith reached skyward from the earth.
7: There, your black stone.
6: It's tall, but narrower than I expected. What do you think? 16 feet high?
7: Oh, five meters, at least. It's octagonal.
6: Sure doesn't seem natural.
7: It's rough here on this low part.
6: Yeah. Maybe people hitting it with hammers like the innkeeper... Wait a minute. What? Look at this. I think it's some kind of writing. Dossman was right. Where? See, here. The surface is damaged but this looks... Yes, look up higher. You see the line of writing? It's spiraling all around it
7: up to the top. This I do not like.
6: If only I could... Ah, Hold on. I'm going to try and climb up Get a better look. Uh, uh, give me a boost. Give you what? A, a push a, a hand.
7: Ha ha ha.
6: Now d- just put your shoulder into. Uh, uh, uh,
7: oh.
6: Okay, okay. That's good.
7: Now you can see. What does it say?
6: I don't know. They're they're, they're worn down, but it's definitely hieroglyphics or uh, in my archaeology class at college, I saw pictures of a carved rock in Yucatan, but...
7: What is Yucatan?
6: It's in Mexico. Oh, boy, I wish Professor Ward could see this. It's it's very... All right, look out below. I'm coming down. Is okay. Yeah. Uh, the sun's going down. It was a trick of the twilight, but but higher up, the stone's kind of translucent. Uh, you can al- almost see into it.
7: No, no, no. It's not good. Come, we should hide if your friend is come.
6: As darkness descended on the glade,
3: Charlie and Antanasia took cover and waited. As midnight approached,
6: their patience was rewarded. Quiet. Someone's coming.
4: What he blue Lid Zose Jalimida What is saying?
6: I don't know, but he's reading it from my book. I knew it.
3: Casimir emerged from the trees and approached the Black Stone. His eyes were wide and fixed upon the monolith. He carried the ancient tome open in his hands and mumbled some formula from its pages. Charlie's every muscle tensed as he prepared to leap out and confront his old friend. I am going to beat ever-loving... Wait.
7: There's something else here. I feel it.
3: A chill came over Charlie as he looked out at the monolith and saw that the moonlit glade was
6: no longer deserted.
7: Look, there are people.
6: Maybe the villagers have some right to welcome the summer.
7: No, not people. They are like ghosts.
10: What is going on here? Shh,
7: They speak!
3: These apparitions were unlike the villagers. Short, squat, and primal. Both men and women were draped sensuously in the hides of wild beasts. They undulated to the piping. What is this?
9: Hmm. Witch people! Their spirits!
3: The celebrants threw their arms upward in a gesture of horrid supplication, their eyes fixed on the top of the monochasm. He's out there with
4: fancy. What's he?
3: In front of the monolith stood a sort of brazier from which noxious yellow smoke billowed up in a swaying spiral around the black shaft.
9: Look! My fire!
3: Antanasia pointed to two figures by the side of a ghostly fire a young girl, stark naked and bound hand and foot, and an infant. Apparently, only a few months old. On the other side of the brazier squatted a hideous old hag with a queer sort of black drum on her lap.
6: Masandi, Masandi.
3: The rhythm swaying bodies grew faster, and into the space between the people and the monolith sprang a naked young woman, her eyes blazing, her long black hair flying loose. Spinning dizzily on her toes, she whirled across the open space and fell before the stone and lay motionless. The next instant, a fantastic figure followed her. A man from whose waist hung a goat's skin, and whose features were entirely hidden by a sort of mask of a huge wolf's head. A monstrous nightmare of elements, both human and bestial. In his hand, he held a bunch of long birch switches. The moonlight glinted on a chain of heavy gold around his neck, and Charlie thought he saw a strange pendant hanging from it.
10: The worshippers
3: tossed their arms violently as this grotesque creature eloped across the open space with many a fantastic leap. He came to the woman who lay before the monolith. She leapt up and spun into the wild mazes of an incredible dance. And her tormentor danced with her, keeping the wild rhythm, matching her every whirl and bound, while incessantly raining cruel blows on her naked body. And at every blow, he shouted a single word, over and over, and all the people shouted it back, over and over, with slobbering ecstasy.
6: Don't look at it. Casimir's gonna get himself killed.
3: Wilder and more extravagant grew the whirling frenzy of that mad dance, bestial and obscene. Madness flashed across the eyes of all of them. Blood trickled from the dancer's limbs as she leapt through the column of smoke. She shot into an indescribable explosive burst of dynamic mad motion, and on the very crest of that mad wave, she dropped to the ground. The lashing resumed, and she began to wriggle toward the monolith on her belly. The priest followed, lashing her brutally. She reached the monolith gasping and panting and flung both arms around it, covering the cold stone with fierce, hot kisses. <laughs> The priest bounded high in the air, flinging away the bloodied switches, then swept up the infant with a long arm and, oh my god, swung the child into the monolith. <laughs> he ripped the tiny body open with his bare fingers and flung handfuls of blood on the shaft, then tossed the red and torn shape onto the brazier. This, the priest flung his arms upward in triumph. A huge, monstrous, toad-like thing now squatted on the top of the monolith. Seeing it, the worshippers, howling and foaming at the mouths, turned on each other with boots and nail, rending one another's garments and flesh in a blind frenzy. One turned, locking his gaze on the spellbound Casimir. Damn it. Casimir! No! Charlie dashed forward, grabbing the senseless Casimir in one arm and clenching the black book in the other, and ran madly after Antanasia. Charlie and Casimir stumbled their way back to the inn in the village. At sunrise, Charlie found the shaken Antanasia was packing a valise.
9: You and
7: your friend are crazy men! Montanagia, I, I, look, I, I, I didn't know No, I we're... will back to the front lines. You don't
6: have to do that.
7: Better to face communist bullets than your books and black stones.
6: Montanagia.
7: Better to lose other hands than to lose mind. Lose soul. What, what, what can I... Give to me the money you are owing.
6: Sure, sure, uh, of course. Uh, 600 Corona and Swiss francs is what, uh, 70... Make it
7: 100.
6: A- absolutely. No, here, take it. All, all of it. Uh,
7: I'm sorry. No money is worth this. Goodbye, Charlie Tower. A tall Tartok. A Bokolban Fogzegni.
6: Let her go, Charlie. Oh, well, if it isn't my old friend. Charlie, I. What was that last thing she said to me?
4: Uh, you don't really want to know. But I think she will miss you. I should beat the hell out of you. <laughs> you saved me. Yeah, and I very nearly
6: didn't. It was all your scheme. Get gave me to buy that damn book just so you
4: could steal it at the very first chance you got. Left me to rot in jail. I took books so police would not take it. It would have been lost forever. I gave you clue at train station. What? Charlie. Uh, have you forgotten all our wartime codes? The cat is sleeping. It means I will send help. Are you kidding me? I came to rescue. Who do you think was on other end of telephone call that got you released from jail? Not you. (laughs) My cousin Gergo is commissar in Red Guard. Son of a... You've been pulling the strings from the beginning. Why? Why did you put me through all this? I saw what you did at Istanbul. I knew you are the only one who could help me. I needed the black book. I could never buy this book myself. Yes, i paid that cabaret for you to hear poem to pique your interest. Yes, I took you to Frenzel so you would see that book. You tricked me. Oh, you knew. You wanted that book. Maybe as much as I. Why that book? What do you need it for? I thought... Uh, I thought with the book here, I could change the vision of the monolith to learn... But it does not matter. I was wrong. For that, I am sorry. I am sorry for the girl. But, Charlie, I had good reason. I don't believe you. Believe. What the hell did we see up there? (laughs) I saw specters of the past. I saw the lust abysmal greed, cruelty, and monstrous evil that has stalked the sons of men since they crawled out of caves. I saw the unholy things and the vile secrets that sleep in cities under the sea and that hide from the light of day. What did you see? Yeah, pretty much the same. I had another reason for needing the black book. Oh, yeah? I I needed book to confirm details of old legend of Count Boris Vladinov. Vladinov? You have heard this name? Yeah, some old guy was telling us on the way here, uh, by the battlefield. Yes. I needed to know exactly his final resting place. I needed to recover something he carried to his death. Was it some kind of scroll? Yes. The final testament of Salim Bahadur. I've heard that name too. He- he was the scribe to Suleiman the Great. It is my belief the Turks witnessed the horrors of Stregowiczavar. This is what Bahadur wrote, what Vladinov intercepted. He saw what we saw, but not as visions only, in the flesh. No. I don't I don't believe it, Casimir. Since I left you at train station, I have been consulting the book and searching the battlefield of Shomva. Oh, for the love of it. It was your camp out in the ruins. Charlie,
6: I found his remains. Did you?
3: Look, my friend. Casimir pulled from his coat pocket some crushed fragments of wood, bearing the traces of ancient lacquer. Charlie could just detect the remains of elaborate oriental designs carved into the surface.
4: No. This can't be. I mean, what are the chances? (laughs) There are no chances, Charlie. This is uh, kismet. Funny to hear you use a Turkish word. Open it. Papers.
6: They survived, and this wrapped in silk is some kind of medallion.
4: You saw the unholy priest last night? Yeah. The chain around his neck. What do the papers say? It's old Turkish. (laughs) I cannot read. But I know a man who can. Who must... Come with me, old friend. Help me to finish this. Please, my friend.
6: Where are we going? Budapest!
3: Traveling with their precious relics, Charlie and Casimir made their way back to Temesvar and took a train to Budapest. Casimir led his friend to the Laputnitsar district where they pass through the gates of an enormous building with stained glass windows.
4: Impressive place. What is it? It It's National Institute of Psychiatry and Neurology. Built in 1868. Glorious, no? (laughs) Are we going to see a doctor? I'm pretty sure you're crazy. (laughs) Of course, we will absolutely see
3: a doctor. Inside the cavernous foyer, Casimir was greeted by a white-coated physician, Dr. Egon Brunswick. Otto
5: Dr.
4: Brunswick, may I introduce my American friend, Charlie Tower? Ah, welcome, Mr. Tower. How do you do? How's
5: he doing? He's as well as can be expected. I regret I can report no improvement. But we have brought items to show him.
4: I believe they will help.
5: As you wish. You're not way, I will not
6: interfere.
4: Casimir
3: silently led Charlie to a continuous Paternoster lift nearby, and they stepped into the moving open compartment, which carried them up three floors. Carefully stepping out, they proceeded down a long hallway until they reached a door with a placard, reading Bartok Zoltan. Casimir entered without bothering to knock.
4: Papa, I am here. Ah, Fiam. Papa, this is my friend Charlie. Charlie, this... Is my venerable father, Zoltan. Charlie! The the American from the war. Yes, Papa. It is he.
10: I feel joy to meet you.
6: Yeah, it's an honor to meet you, sir.
10: Come in. Sit down. Why didn't you tell me?
4: I know your father is... (laughs) Was, how to say? Uh, okay, I get it. I hope I was not wrong.
10: That's it. It's nights nice for visitors.
3: After drinking tea brought by hospital orderlies, Casimir produced the relics recovered at Schomval and showed them to his father without explanation where they had come from.
4: It's old Turkish. No, boy,
10: give to me looking glass. Hmm. Mm, yes, it's, it's old Turkish, early 16th century. So you're sure it's authentic? You doubt me? It is very valuable find. But can you read it? Yes, 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 the hand is good. This is written by trained scribe. It even looks... Papa, what does it say? On this day of Al-Khamis, 23, 23. In, the in the year of the year Hidra, of-
13: 932... I, Salim Bahadur, royal scribe to the court of Suleiman the Lawgiver, do hereby give this true and faithful account of the horrors I have seen. By what foul alchemy or oh godless sorcery the gates of hell are opened on that one eerie night, I do not know. But mine own eyes have seen. We had, at the command of great Suleiman, brought our armies high up a valley where our scouts had reported backward people with beliefs and practices more ancient and foul than even the most ignorant of the infidels. The infidels' right was tied to the sun and on the longest day of summer they gathered in a clearing around a black monolith that rose from the earth. We rode with a division of cavalry and the pagans were unarmed. As we rode into the clearing, my eyes beheld a thing flitting to my sight. Some kind of creature perched upon the top of the stone. The infidels broke and ran for the fortress, and the lid cut them down like wheat. They ran to a cavern high in the hills. The survivors fought alongside the hellish creature. The demon was a monstrous, bloated, wallowing toad-like being from whose mouth a great and twisting tongue lashed out at our soldiers. We slew it with flame, steel, and incantations that were old when Arabia was young. I weep to recall its death shriek, for it shook the land. And as the thing perished, the remainder of the infidels also perished in a manner so foul and unclean that I dare not write it here. Likewise, I must not write the blasphemies that torture wrung from the lips of surviving worshippers. From their leader, after we stopped his mouth, I tore from him a figure he wore about his neck. Carved in gold, it depicted the creature, their demon or god, the which I include with this account. Thereafter, we scourged the valley with holy fury, so that none none
2: of of this hellish
10: kind should ever trod these lands again
4: my son where did you get this shomval papa from the dead hand of boris Vladinov himself you went
10: to strego istavar may god have mercy on you
4: it is the proof papa it is proof that the legend the myth is true look at this talisman of gold you are not mad my venerable father you were right All along, you were right. They will see this now.
6: Your father was in Stragoytsevar? He he saw what we saw? The innkeeper, he he sent a man from Budapest had laughed at the legend and then went mad when he spent
4: Midsummer Night at the Black Stone. My father was once a most respected professor of history at the city's greatest university. He heard of the myths and went to Stragoytsevar. When they brought him home... He had been struck dumb. They said he had imagined it and was soft in the head. He has been here ever since. He did not have what we had, Charlie.
10: He did not have proof. This, my son, is more than proof. A miss is not just a story of the past. It can take us back into the ancient time itself if we have
4: a key. This is the key. A key? The key to the outer doors. My God... The world is full of monstrosities, and those who would open those doors and give themselves and the rest of the world over to such horrors. These doors must be kept closed, Charlie.
10: You understand me, my son. I thank you. Friend Charlie, I thank you as well. I was right. Maybe they will not see it, but you do. I'm tired. I must rest. Perhaps now the nightmares end.
6: Casimir, I'll let you tend to your father. I'm going to go back to the hotel and <laughs> send a telegram to my old archaeology professor. Thanks for uh, letting me... Uh...
4: No, Charlie. I must thank you. Here, the talisman. Hmm. Keep it safe. The black book, it also is a key. Be careful. Yeah. Go home. Charlie Tower. Go and write this story of our adventure. <laughs> but please leave my father out of it. Sure, sure. <laughs> it's better if you leave me out of it, too.
3: <laughs> Charlie sailed the next day for New York. He spent the trip in his stateroom, taking a stab Writing his story, that such
6: things once crouched beast-like above the souls of men, brings cold sweat to my brow. I fear to peer again into the leaves of von Junst's abomination. For now, I understand his repeated phrase of keys, keys to outer doors, links with an abhorrent past and perhaps of abhorrent spheres of the present. May no man ever seek to uproot that ghastly spire men call. The Black Stone. A key. Aye, it is a key. Symbol of a forgotten horror. Since reading what Selim Bahadur wrote, I can no longer doubt anything in the Black Book. Man was not always master of the Earth. If such a monstrous entity as the master of the monolith somehow survived its own unspeakably distant epoch so long, what nameless shapes may even now lurk in the dark places of the world.
3: You've been listening to The Black Stone, brought to you by our sponsor, Bon Voyage Salad Dressing. I'm Lester Mayhew. Until next week, this is Dark Adventure Radio Theater reminding you to never go anywhere alone. If it looks bad, don't look, and save the last bullet for yourself.
2: The Blackstone was adapted for radio and produced by Sean Branny and Andrew Lehman. Based on the story by Robert E. Howard and produced by Arrangement with Robert E. Howard Properties, LLC. Original music by Troy Sterling-Neese. The Dark Adventure Ensemble featured Amir Abdullah, Yeni Alvarez, Rick Bataya, Sean Branny, Casey Camp, Ken Clement, Dan Conroy, Mike Dallagher, Larissa Gallagher, Andrew Lehman, Barry Lynch, Sablux Parag, Kevin Stidham, Laszlo Segedi. Josh Temke Guido Werner Julie Weissenberg Eddie Will and Time Winters Tune in next week for The Baboon Catacombs of Hermopolis A Nate Ward Adventure Dark Adventure Radio Theater is a production of the HBLHS Broadcasting Group a subsidiary of HBLHS Incorporated Copyright 1931 Plus 91